This is the Star Coach Show with Meg Rentschler, episode 378. You don't want to be reactive in your business. You want to be proactive in your business and you want to scale it so that way you are able to, you know, stand the test of time. And with that, even if that means, hey, all right, I know from my bandwidth, if I'm doing coaching and I probably can have 10 clients a month, but I have so many people that want to work with me and I just don't have the bandwidth for it. Maybe let me put this into a course so that way now they can take the course on their time. I'm recording my sessions or I'm recording my talks because all this information is valuable and I'm able to now give it back to them and they can get this information. I'm still able to maintain my work-life balance, but then they're still able to get the information at the time that they need it. That was organizational psychologist, Dr. Tori Ellis, sharing what she's learned as an entrepreneur, trying to balance her life and her work so that she can bring her best forward in both places. We talk about so many entrepreneurial lessons and what the world of hip hop taught her on her entrepreneurial journey in this episode of the Star Coach Show. Join us. Hello, welcome to the show. It is wonderful to have you here. We have a great show for you today because I think that today's show might expand your lens a little bit get you to look at things a little differently when we think about what culture offers us and how that can influence the way that we show up in life. I'm Meg Rentschler. I am your host. And in today's show, we're going to be really looking at how hip hop impacted my guest, Dr. Tori Ellis, in her entrepreneurial journey. Now, one of my strengths is connection. I love to connect people with each other. I love to connect people with resources and to connect people with new ideas and perspective. That's what I think today's show is going to do. We are going to look at, through the eyes of Dr. Torielis, how she took something that she loved that lit her up the industry of hip-hop, hip-hop music, hip-hop icons, and how in studying their behaviors and the way that they bring things forward, it impacted the way that she shows up as a business owner, as a psychologist who is working with other people to be the best that they can be. So when we think about working with other people, one of the things that really lights me up is working with people from across the globe, whether it's helping coaches thrive as coaches, building skills, building businesses, helping executives be more effective in their leadership, or helping all of you expand your awareness by the guests that I bring on the show and the content that we bring forward each week to really help you think about how am I showing up in this situation? And today I am going to partner with Dr. Tori Ellis to explore that. So let me tell you a little bit about Tori. Tori is a native of New York. She's always inspired to lead and guide others in both the educational and workplace realms. 
Now, she witnessed her family's efforts to support and empower youth in the community from a very early age, and you'll hear in today's interview that that continues to be a driver for Tori, something that lights her up and excites her, working with kids to be the best they can be. She pursued psychology and criminal justice during her undergraduate studies and then earned a master's in industrial organizational psychology and is now a doctor in human and organizational psychology. She's positioned as a millennial in society, but she's dedicated to providing her peers and our succeeding generations in really what are the tools that they need to become exemplary members of our society. And so you'll hear when Tori talks about how much she gets excited thinking about the hip hop industry, what they bring forward, what she's learned from them. She wrote a book about it, The Sound of Business, Seeing Entrepreneurship Through Hip Hop. Her love for what she does for the children in the world is just so key in today's interview. I think you're going to really enjoy Tori, and I can't wait to introduce you to her. So let's go to my interview with Dr. Tori Ellis. Welcome to the Star Coach Show. Thank you so much for having me. How are you today? I am great. I'm excited to have this conversation with you. We're leaning into an area that we have not explored yet on the Star Coach Show. Super exciting. We certainly have explored leadership. We've explored entrepreneurship, but we're looking through a lens today about what can we learn from hip hop as a brand, as an industry, and the icons within hip hop music. Mm -hmm. to help us learn about our own entrepreneurship, our own leadership, the way that we're showing up in the world. Yes. And so let's start with what connected these two things for you? What lit you up about this topic? Well, for me, honestly, it was, you know, like you say, we go through our phases in life, right? So I love hip hop and going through my education, hip hop music and just music in general was very pivotal to me because that was like something that would ground me, you know? If you have your music that you play when you're trying to get excited and amped up for an event or, you know, a, a thing you're about to do, you have music to like, you know, calm you down and like get you relaxed if you want to be in a relaxed mode. Maybe if you're going through a heartbreak at that moment, you listen to certain music and it touches you a different way, right? So it has all these different ways of hitting certain tones and certain notes in your emotions. And for me, when I was going through this um, transition of writing this book, I was like, you know what? In order for me to fully bring into the concept of business, I have to talk about something that I'm passionate about. So, and I am passionate about hip hop. I'm passionate about music. And being that the hip hop industry is so big and vast and has definitely grown over the years, it was like, you know what? This is the perfect way to show business owners, entrepreneurs, like, hey, you see this industry every day. Um, you hear about it every day, whether it's hip hop, whether it's jazz, whether it's R&B. The music industry, you are a part of it once you put on your radio. 
So if you're able just to, you know, tap in a little bit more and see just how the wonders of the music industry is actually a business in itself, it all flows. So that's what I did. And and that's how I got this book and everything together. Yeah. And the book is The Sound of Business, Seeing Entrepreneurship Through Hip Hop. And what we decided, you're an organizational psychologist. Is that accurate? That's what I thought. And so you're bringing all these concepts that you've learned through your studies and through the work you've done with people and saying, you know, this really connects with something that I love and something that lights me up and gets me gets me excited. And and so whether for those of you listening to Tori's point, you know, whether it is hip hop or another genre of music or something else completely, when we can tap into the things that light us up and that make connections for us, that begins to sort of get the flywheel going, right? Get us excited and get us motivated and get things happening. And when you thought about healthy leadership and the kinds of things that you were seeing in the industry that you were studying, this hip hop industry, what were some of the things that pulled together for you from leadership in that huge industry and where you saw healthy things coming through? Um, well, you know, growing up, you had like staple pieces or staple groups that you would see or would hear music from. And for me, it was seeing how they not only started with just the music, but then they started to encompass different parts of how to put it, different parts of the world and just different parts of, you know, business, whether it was a clothing brand or a deal in the tech world or a deal in like liquor companies or beverages or sneaker companies. It was just so many different things that they were able to tap in on. And you was able to see them grow and touch different people that may not have the same background, but were able to reach them all through a similar device. So for me, it was like, okay, you can see people, for instance, one of the main people that I talk about in that book is Jay-Z. So Jay-Z, you've seen him come up, a guy from Brooklyn, New York. Um, I'm from Brooklyn too. So it was like extra special for me. He's from Brooklyn, New York. And you're able to see him um, speak about his music, speak about his struggle. But then now, if when you look at him, he has so many billion dollar businesses or so many businesses that are flourishing, whether it is a partnership in the 4040 Club or whether it was brand deals with Tidal. So he has tech company mixing with the streaming. And it was just like, you know, you see him evolve and see his mindset evolve. And when you look at just how he has grown as an individual from the music he created, how the his cadence and stuff always stayed the same, but just what he talked about evolved over time. And then you see his expression of art with his his love for Basquiat and you know just all those things and now you have um they just I think they just removed his um exhibit at the museum out here in Brooklyn you see these things come to fruition and you see how his trajectory for from over for me I'm 30 so seeing this over 20 years it's like wow you know it wasn't just one thing he did he grew with that 
and he grew with the demands of the people he was reaching, but he also grew with the times too. So it wasn't like he just stayed just where he was. He also evolved. And that's anybody, any business, you want to make sure that you evolve. You want to make sure that you grow because you're not going to be the same person you were. Right. Days ago, a month ago, you know, sometimes you're not even the same person you were two minutes ago. Like, right. It happen and it can change your world and change your view. And you're like, you know what? I got to look at this or approach this a little bit differently. So being able to see someone do that over a 20 year span, it's like, you know, of course, there was a lot of discomfort that came with that. Right. But anybody who knows that when you're going through changes, discomfort is part of it. It's okay that I know that my business can grow just like this. I can scale it and put it in different avenues that can make money for me, but also that's going to expand my audience. So I'm not just right. to one audience at a time. So I, that's the, the perfect example I can give you right now. <laughs> Love that. So a couple of things I just want to highlight that you shared in, in all that great information is that first of all, where we begin is sort of where we get our foundation and maybe where we get our momentum. So looking at Jay-Z, Jay-Z started in Brooklyn, you know, with his music, being unique to who he was, bringing his passion forward and evolved over time. So all of us who are business owners and those of you who are let's say coaches and and thinking okay how do i begin maybe i begin with one-on-one coaching mm-hmm. or maybe i begin with facilitating trainings in organizations or maybe i begin in a group coaching program or something like that once you get your identity and your your momentum going you can begin to say, what else? What else is authentic to who I am, but expands that lens of what I'm able to offer to Tori's point, expands the audience that I'm getting in front of that offers new opportunities. Every successful, I mean, truly like, and when I say successful right now, I am talking probably financially successful. Like those coaches that tend to do very well financially have multiple streams of income. They are not dollars for hours and they're not just doing the one thing. So if we look at hip hop icons, they start with one particular thing and yet they have they built their brand. What are some of the things that, that you say this several times in your book and we and I, you and I have talked about it? We need to stay true to ourselves. Hip hop icons stay true to themselves. What does that mean to you? I go by this saying, being authentically me. And reason being is because you can always, I realize in this world, there's always a ton of masks that people push up in the very beginning, you know? But how long can you truly uphold that mask? When you're doing that, you're hiding behind a facade that you want people to see you as. And then the true self and your passions and your love can begin to wither away. And sometimes it's not the fun, the best thing to do. Like, when on a personal level, suffering with depression, you put up a mask to make sure that, you know, you appear okay in front of everybody and right. you're, you're functioning every day, but that does not mean that inside you are okay. So being authentically me is so important because with your business, you want something that's going to be true to you. 
the true the, the truer it is to you and the more passion that you have behind it, the more you believe in that vision, that's when you're going to make sure that this vision is coming to fruition. That's when you're like, okay, I know this is how I, I can see it. I can visualize it. I know this is what I want people to feel when they are actually taking my services or using my products. So I have to align with those people too, who can help bring this vision to life. And ultimately them too are walking in their authentic self because, you know, after a certain amount of time, the mask begins to fall off. So then who's going to really relate to it anymore? We'll be back to my interview with Dr. Tori Ellis right after this. One of my very favorite things to do is mentor coaching with coaches to build their skills, build their confidence, and earn those all important core competency continuing education credits. My mentor programs are one of the most popular things that I do in my business year in and year out. So I wanted to let you know that the dates for my final two programs in 2024 have been set and are beginning to fill. If you want information, go to starcoachshow.com slash mentor, starcoachshow.com slash M-E-N-T-O-R. You can learn when the programs are and all the information that makes them go. As I said, they're filling and they are capped at 10 coaches a piece. So once they are full, I can't take any more. Would love to work with you. Check us out at starcoachshow.com slash mentor. Now let's get back to the show. Well, and do people relate to a mask as much to our authentic self? I mean, we might believe that we have to have a mask for people to be attracted to us. Right. And doggone if it isn't really the case that often it's that mask that can keep us away from people mm-hmm. authentically connecting with us. Mm-hmm. Because then it's like, how are they truly getting to know you? And how are you truly getting to know them? And, you know, when things come about, sometimes it's not about, you know, being perfect. It's you are imperfectly perfect. And you say for someone like there's someone out there who is imperfectly perfect for me because I'm going to love them in all parts of it. But with your business, that's the same way. You have an audience that is going to be there for you. That's your audience. Those are, That's your tribe. Those are the people that can really feel and understand your message because maybe they have gone through or can resonate with something that is part of that mission, part of that business. And it's like, you know what? Oh my gosh, I feel that. I want to support. So it's it's literally like if you, when you want to connect with people, that connection has to be authentic. And, you know, most connections, if the mask is up, like you said, it's going to have that block and mm-hmm. you won't be able to really reach. And over time, you know, we all evolve. And that's one of the words. And that's what we're going to go into next. You you just (laughs) gave us a perfect segue into what we're going to talk about. So we're talking about these three key elements that you, Mm -hmm. as you were researching hip hop, researching, doing your work uh, towards your doctorate, you saw these three key elements that worked within both entrepreneurship and hip hop, because hip hop artists tend to be entrepreneurs too. So we're going to talk about these three elements 
and how we're going to challenge those of you who are listening to be thinking about how am I doing each one of these and how is it serving me mm-hmm. as I move forward as a leader, as a business owner, whatever you, whatever lens you're looking through as you listen to our time together today. So the first is the thing you just brought up, Tori, which is we need to evolve over time. What else do you want to share about this concept of the importance, whether it's, you know, an example from the hip hop world or whether it's something that, you know, something else that comes up for you? But what about evolving over time is important for us to think about? Well, I'll start with saying this. I think I said it a little bit earlier, but I'm just going to bring it back in. We as individuals, we evolve over time. So we cannot expect something to stay the same. Something that we may have loved probably a couple of years ago. Now it's like, maybe I've, gr- I've outgrown that. And I want to, you know, probably incorporate that to a larger scale. So with business, evol- like evolving is part of that, you know? For myself, I went to school for my doctorate in human organizational psychology. I wanted to help others. But then my, my vision started to get bigger. Instead of me just being an author of books, now I wanted to, to, to create children's books so that way the kids can learn. Then those books turned into programs for the kids. And then now I'm taking all what I'm, I've learned and the business acumen that I have learned and doing coaching. So for life coaching and, and business coaching. So it's constantly evolving. And you know this book that we're talking about it came out in 2018, but then now I'm putting together workbooks for it. So it's like you constantly are evolving on different things that you have started your foundation, like you said, your base, and you evolve on it because honestly, you can see how it can probably transform or help others in different ways. And everyone has a different way of learning. So then now you're putting it in different avenues where you can actually utilize it and they can utilize it based on how they learn and how they retain. And that information is now something that they could turn into knowledge and that knowledge turns into wisdom. And when you have that, that extra piece of, I want to help somebody or I want to teach someone or, you know, how can I just make a slight change or, you know, just spark an idea, you pass your wisdom along. So now you have evolved it yet again. And the student becomes a teacher, they say. So it's, it's always a, a evolution going on. And I think that's key for everyone to just remember, like, as you evolve in time, so, so may your business and so may your services and your products. And it's not the wrong thing. But then that means that that's the gift that keeps on giving. And, and that's that. a beautiful thing. Yeah, it is a beautiful thing. So the second thing that is vital for us is that we fall in line with demands. What does that mean? So in business even when it comes down to your supply and demand, right? You go into the stores and you see that you may have a product that is selling on fire. It's a high demand for it, super high demand for it. People want this product. They need this product. Now you are looking at your business. You want a business and you want something that is going to be a need because at that point, it's something that people are going to be like, okay, I can go repurchase this or I can go reuse this. And as that demand for these things come in, it's like, okay, how am I being able to service my tribe? How am I able to service my my clientele? So 
when your services start to change, you're getting feedback from your clients and your customers. Right. You know, that's a part of it. That's a part of the customer and, and the business relationship. You get that feedback. You get the feedback on your, your services. You get the feedback on your customer service. And right. ultimately, you take that feedback and then you pour it back into your business. Right. So when they tell you what it is that they loved, okay, I'm going to keep doing this. When they tell you something that, you know, this could use some more work, you may tweak it. And now you may have probably a new product or a new service or something that they, you know, did not think of, but it helped you with that information. Or maybe if they was like, you know what? I wish this came in this and this kind of format, or I wish this came like this. Well, before it probably was a, a service. Now I have it as a product. You wanted right, it to be, right. a, you wanted the service with our one-on-one. You wanted it to be a course that you could take online. Courses online for you to take real time. You want a workbook, a workbook is, you know, brought into play. So you're going with the demands of your clientele and the people that you are servicing and you know, helping in that sense. And you're taking in their their feedback. And then now you're coming up with all these things to help them. And this is when it's like, oh my goodness, this business is listening. Like they right. really understand what's going on. And when people feel like they're understood and they're heard, it strengthens the connection, but then also it strengthens like that loyalty too. Mm-hmm. And that's big in business. It's it sure. is. Your customers are loyal and and that they feel heard and seen. And that's both for your internal customers who are your employees and your staff and for the external customers that you're servicing to who is buying these products. Right. So both ways, for sure. And so part of that is, are you asking for feedback? Are you inviting, whether it's your employees or your, you know, your system within your organization and or the people that you're servicing with your business, are you asking them what works? What would have worked better? Mm-hmm. What meets your needs? We've got to be, and sometimes that feedback comes non-verbally. Sometimes that feedback is, gosh, I thought this was exactly what my audience wanted and nobody's buying it. Right. I thought that, you know, this makes sense to me, but what is it? So then you might very well offer some market research around Mm -hmm. it. You can invite people in to talk to you about it. You can potentially even run a a course where you invite people in and say, what is it that you like about this versus initially selling it? I mean, of course we want to sell things, but Mm -hmm. if we're not getting the traction that we want in something, how are we inviting that feedback? So that to Corey's point, we can fall in line with the demands of the people we're trying to service. Definitely, it's key. And that's how hip hop artists did it, right? I mean, you know, that their songs sold or they didn't sell or they, you know, got a following or didn't get a following. How did they have to tweak? How did they have to? We all have to do that in whatever line of business that we're in. Most definitely. Love that. And then the third thing that we want to talk about is that, yes, you want to evolve over time. You want to fall in line with demands. You also want to make future advancements. What would that look like? So your future advancements, I mean, we talk about it with evolution, right? But then too, you have to make strategic plans. And the reason being is because the economy is always changing. So one thing that we, one thing that I've learned, like learned over this time, and 
I mean, as you can see, we'll use the schools, for example. Schools just had, in New York City, just had a 20% budget cut. So instead of being reactive to, okay, how am I going to now service these schools if they don't have the budget to bring the program in, you're being proactive. So you have set up the proper things in play to make sure that you're able to still service and you're not cutting a loss. Maybe that means going to get grants. Maybe that means getting sponsors or, you know, collaborating with CBOs or different organizations so that way you all can help each other, build each other up in that way. So in that sense, with, with your business too, you don't want to be reactive in your business. You want to be proactive in your business and you want to scale it so that way you are able to, you know, stand the test of time. And with that, even if that means, hey, all right, I know from my bandwidth, if I'm doing coaching and I probably can have 10 clients a month, but I have so many people that want to work with me and I just don't have the bandwidth for it. Maybe let me put this into a course so that way now they can take the course on their time. I'm recording my sessions or I'm recording my talks because all this information is valuable and I'm able to now give it back to them and they can get this information. I'm still able to maintain my work-life balance, (laughs) but then they're still able to get the information at the time that they need it. So you are definitely using like strategic ways of building your business. And then that's how more services add on, products add on. And, you know, it may not have been something that you thought of when you first started, but it definitely now has evolved into a layer of things that you can offer. And once you're able to do that, that's how different streams of income come in. Right. So I love that sort of that answer of making future advancements sort of tied in the evolution. And what are you hearing from your audience? What are you hearing that people want? And then also, how are you keeping your eyes even ahead of that? Are continuously adding new tools to your toolbox. So something that you did not know before, you probably could have taken an, you know, a furthering education course or getting a coach yourself. My grandmother always said every therapist needs their own therapist. Yes. Every coach needs their own coach. Exactly. So you're furthering that advancement. You're not being stuck in just one way of what you know or what you knew. You're now growing with the times too, and you're advancing yourself. So that way you're able to grow and you're able to help different people in different ways. And now you have an extra tool in your toolbox that you probably didn't have before. Exactly. Ties in, yeah. Because we are all students in life on an ongoing basis. Another thing that you uh, noted in your book that I thought, what a parallel with coaching, is you (laughs) said uh, hip hop allows people to express themselves. Yeah. And I would say that, you know, good coaches allow people to express themselves. So that was another sort of parallel that I saw there. And then you mentioned that hip hop embodies strength, courage, and struggle. What do you want us to know about that? Strength, courage, and struggle. Well, a lot of hip hop artists probably came from a struggle or they had something that, you know, definitely was limiting for them. They overcame it with their strength, their diligence, their resilience. And then they took and bet on themselves and had courage to stand the test of time. 
as coaches, when you are reaching to specific people, you have a niche. There's not one coach for everything. Right. They are different coaches with specific niches. And, you know, for me, I help the mom behind the business. I'm a new mom. So I understand like during that transition of going through motherhood and finding my new identity as a mom with everything else that I was doing, probably going through that imposter syndrome as well. So that was my oh, struggle yeah. there. And, you know, trying to find that work-life balance, that was the struggle and trying to understand that and feeling you know, getting away from the mom guilt because that can be a thing too. So going through all of that and then being like, okay, using my strength, what is my driving force, my why? Doing this for my daughter, doing this to help her grow and myself grow. And I'm doing this so that way when she can look back at everything, my mom was able to provide and help me with X, Y, and Z. I'm able to set a great example for her. And then still, even in the times of me, probably not doing things all the way right, because who is always right, you know? And what is right, right? Right. What is right? What is wrong? But even to, you know, sometimes we get frustrated and we're so overstimulated and we get tired and probably we may snap a little bit too fast because we're that way. And then you go back and be like, I'm so sorry. And she goes, it's okay. It's like, you know, They understand, even if they don't understand at that time, but being able to be like, hey, I knew that that was a a mommy problem. I apologize. And now she's able to be like, you know, my mom was able to say sorry. My mom was able to self-correct and she can now see in live action that happening. So she's able to do it. She's able to self-assess. She's able to self-regulate. So I'm giving her life tools that I didn't know I was doing. Right. And now taking that courage and being like, okay, I'll put myself out there. I'm going to get on these podcasts. I'm going to talk and share my story. I'm going to, you know, take a bet on myself and, you know, push this new service or push this new product and open up the doors to so many other people that I may not have thought I would be speaking with or helping initially, but now I am. And taking that courage to be like, okay, we're going to get this done. No matter how difficult it may be, we're going to do it. So every coach has a story like this. What was their why? What was the thing that switched for them? Like, okay, I need to get out of this situation. How am I going to do it? What am I going to push behind it? That resilience and that dedication and, you know, not every struggle is the same. So not every struggle is diminished. Not one is better or bigger or worse than the other, but knowing like, hey, everyone has a story. And if you're able to look at that story and that story is driving you, there's a ton of other people that can relate with your story. And then now look, you have a ton of people that you are speaking to. You probably thought you never was speaking to before. And your coaching business is just now you're you're helping others. You're coaching others through those same things or similar things. So. In parallel, hip-hop artists are able to express it in their music. With us as as coaches, with us as business owners, we're expressing it through our coaching. We're doing it through our products. So, yeah. Well, and so how often is our ideal client our ideal client? Because they are currently walking through something we've walked through before. 
that they are struggling with something that we either are currently struggling Mm -hmm. with, but maybe a little bit further down the road Mm -hmm. than they are. So I absolutely love that. And I think that's a beautiful way to sort of bring our time together to uh, a close. But Tori, as we close out our time, is there any remaining thoughts that you had? And we're definitely going to have links to connect with Dr. Tori Ellis in our show notes. Anything, Tori, that is top of mind for you as we close out our time? I would just say this. Continue to be your authentic self. Continue to trust in everything that you envision. And just know that you will take yourself to the top if you just continue to believe and put your best foot forward. Beautifully said. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Tori was so spot on when she was talking about the importance of connecting to our emotions to bring our best forward in whatever we do. If you want to know more about Dr. Tori Ellis, go to starcoachshow.com slash 378, starcoachshow.com slash 378 to connect with her links. Or if you're watching us on YouTube, just grab the links right below this video. My conversation with Tori continues in the Star Coach community. If you want access to juicy bite-sized nuggets of information from all of our guests on things like enrolling clients, lessons learned, professional and personal development, so many things to make you thrive as a coach, check out the community because you also have access to four live events every single month. And that includes a coaching demo, a star power hour with one of our fabulous guests from the show and Q&A. So check that out at starcoachshow.com community, starcoachshow.com community. Now, you're going to want to come back next week as we continue our incredible lineup of guests and I introduce you to Gerald Leonard, who is going to share how he got in the fast lane to meet his goals and he's going to really lean into tips and strategies that you can apply immediately to get to those awesome goals that you're wanting to achieve and create a difference in the world. That's next week. Definitely, you're going to want to come for that. It's a really inspiring interview. So until next week, this is Meg Rentschler wishing you the very best for whatever you're working towards. Personally, professionally, be kind to yourself, be kind to others, and we'll see you next week.